We'll come back to that in just a tick with the huddle. Sam Johnson and Ali Jones with us today. Hello, you two. G'day. Evening, Heather. Ali, do you care that National is using climate money to fund the tax cuts? Yes, I do. I do. And look, I'm uh, not a Green Party member. I'm not a big supporter of the Greens, to be honest. But I just think that to say that they're going to fund climate policy and action out of general budget allowances is just nonsense. Um, you know, you can't, you've got to have money put aside for this. You can't get to budget time and be in there with a whole lot of bids with everything else on something as important as what's happening to our climate. So, yeah, I don't like the move at all. I think, um, I think, national, I think it'll appeal to national voters. I personally don't like it. Sam? I'm slightly more relaxed on it, and I've just been really thinking about it hard all afternoon, trying to work, trying to work it out. But so, so a tax of smoking cessation, or a tax on smoking, doesn't automatically go on smoking cessation, right? So no. that's, the, that's the argument they're putting out. That a tax on, um, uh, on carbon, which is what the ETS is, it doesn't necessarily have to be all spent directly on carbon. Now, we're in a situation right now where we do that, so it's actually quite uncomfortable moving away from that in a climate emergency and da-da-da. But I don't think you, you, you've got to pay for the tax cuts from somewhere. It's a heck of a lot of money. And basically what they're saying is it's going to go back to operate like all the other taxes do, which, we, which means we raise the tax, and then you have to bid on how to spend it, and the best ideas will win. Yeah. So I don't think it's as dramatic as what the Greens made out of it. I don't agree with Act's policy that it should just go straight back to our pockets because you have to actually, as Ali says, you have to invest in climate. We won't naturally do it ourselves because it's not always a sensible decision. It's actually what's right for us. So it's a complex one, but I don't, I'm not as worried as what I think has been made out. Would you be more into it, Ali, if it was a proper climate dividend like they run in other parts of the world, where as the carbon price goes up and we all pay more for our electricity and we pay more for our petrol and stuff, we get more back because it, it's related to how much you're putting in, how much you're getting out, and it goes more specifically for the poorer members of our community. Yeah, I do. I think that that's absolutely something that should be on the table. So you like an ex my- party policy, eh? Oh, here we go. Uh, The other thing too, though, I think that's really important is that the point that Sam made, unless this is actually in the budget and has got a budget line, this is not stuff that's going to get funded. And it just, it makes me feel really nervous that there's not going to be this money here, that it's going to be in there with everything else, the the justice system, the the health system. The education system, that worries me. Sam, do you care that Nationals' numbers clearly don't add up and they're actually not going to get all that tax that they need from the foreign buyers? Well, I think it depends if you're pessimistic or optimistic, isn't it? So basically they're saying, <laughs> are we going to attract people back to buy houses in New Zealand? Yeah. And, and what Nicola's gone out and said is, actually, yes, we will. We are a great place and we expect foreign buyers to come back. And I'm okay with our politicians, whatever side it's right, being aspirational and saying we're going to attract them. We okay. can do more advertising. So I'm, I'm, I, think, I think it's fine. In fact, they could be more ambitious. Um, and so long as they deliver on it, that's all that matters. Ali? Yeah, no, look, I agree. It's a bit terrible when you've got two people who are on it and agree. <laughs> I think the devil's in the detail, though. I do think, you know, I, I don't... <laughs> I don't like the idea of big swathes of, of New Zealand being bought up by overseas buyers, especially when we do have uh, you know, a housing crisis and a, and a cost of living crisis. But this doesn't scare me as much as the ETS one. I think there's plenty of room mm. for everyone. Right, we're back at the huddle. Sam, what do you make of that attack ad on Chris Luxon? 
Oh, it's pretty uh, it's heating up, isn't it? Mm. I think it's a bit. And it's kind of it's always sad, actually. You see those sort of ads going out rather than. Um, I, I always prefer a positive one the other way. But I think this election we're in for some real doozies. There'll be pretty attack, pretty strong attacks. I think from all sides. Um, I think we've just got to brace ourselves uh, for it in the next um, what, two months or months, whatever it is. Yeah, totally, Ali. What do you reckon? I reckon they're challenge that they're trying to channel the old um, Muldoon there in that photo. Yeah, I wondered that. Actually, that was one of the first things I thought when I saw it. Um, I think it's going to be nasty as well. I think National sees that there's a real chance here. They'd be mad not to. Um, Perhaps the best chance in a really long time. But I don't think they've really got any answers to the key issues, as I said. Labor knows they've got nothing to lose and they've got everything to gain by going in a hard, and I think they will. I think that's going to create a really nasty campaign. And then then you've got Winston. So, you know, it's like roll up, roll up. And, yeah, it's um, going to be act on Winston, Winston on act, Labour on National. <laughs> At this stage, I'm not seeing anything nasty coming from National, but winners don't have to be nasty, do they? No, they don't. No. And I, as I said, yeah. I think this is theirs to lose, right? So they, they are just going to take it easy, take the moral high ground. That's the advice I'd be giving them. And mm. um, don't don't stuff it up. Listen, Sam, okay, I don't know. Sam, are you married? I'm married, Okay, yep. all right. Do you think that you need a two-year stand-down period if you decide you want to get divorced? No, definitely not. No, if we, get, if we want to get divorced, you get divorced, and I don't think there should be anything in the way. So I think it's, um, I think, I think it's okay to get rid of it. I don't think it should be instant, though, because like, it is a commitment you make, and it's a serious mm. one, and that's the whole point of marriage, isn't it? Yes. Oh, do you know what, Ali? Though I reckon we should have the stand-down period for two years before you get married. So if you think, oh, I think I'd like to marry that person, we go, okay, it's two years starting now, just make sure that you... Don't you think? Because once I mean, Never. once it's over, um, you're a grown-up. How many, people, how many people have we known in our lives who have been together for like 14, 15, 16, 18 years, they get married and it all falls apart? So <laughs> I, don't, I don't think how long you're together you are. But look, I, I agree with Sam. I don't think this should be a, a drive-through type option. Uh, maybe reduce it to one year, but it, it's a commitment and it should be be treated with some respect. Ali, do you think we need to fund the parenting classes beyond the antenatal, keep giving people support when they're dealing with the toddler tantrums and the teenage tantrums and stuff? I think we already do, Heather, and I think the issue here is that it's not a connected approach, right? And we need that, not Band-Aids. We've got the Parent Centre and they're an amazing organisation. We've got GPs and midwives and plunket nurses working in the community. We just need to fund them properly uh, and connect up these primary services. I, I think it is needed. I think parenting's become more difficult. Certainly things we're dealing with with our kids, my parents never dealt with, um, but that's because I was awesome. But um, I do think that there yeah, yeah, I think there's a need, but I don't think we need to reinvent the wheel here. Right. What do you reckon, Sam? Oh, I had a flatmate actually who used to, her job used to be facilitating parent training and the stories that she came home with on the shifts that you'd see and how parents behave and sort of getting using group facilitation to get over the stresses of worried about parenting was quite remarkable. So it's actually something I'd quite support being funded and, and um, almost perhaps more than antenatal classes when you've got a lot of time pre-having kids, you spend a lot of time reading books about it and learning yeah. from your friends and blah, blah, blah. Um, but then actually when they're two and three and you're kind of stressed at work and the kids are costing more money and blah, 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 well, actually, some extra support, that could be a really good time. So why not look at it? And if we have to fund it to make it happen, then let's do it. Ellie, have you got kids? Yes, I've got a 24-year-old and a 20-year-old. Okay, so the producer wants to know how to deal with her toddler's tantrums. What's your advice? <laughs> um, I was rather un-PC. I used to uh, stick my daughter in a laundry uh, and shut the door. I don't think you're probably allowed to how do that How old now. was your daughter at that stage? Oh, four 
Oh, yeah. I mean, there, was a, there was a light on in there and she had water. Yeah, so, well, you it's know, not cold. And, yeah. It's a warm house. That's right. Yeah. Don't ask me parenting advice. It'll, it won't be good. Okay. All right. Thank you, Sam. Yeah. I'm not going to ask you any, but in time I will ask you how you're coping with things. Good, good from both of you. Thank you very much. Ali Jones, Sam Johnson, our huddle this evening. For more from Heather Duplessis Allen Drive, listen live to News Talk ZB from 4 p.m. weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.